solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis, along with the best partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, Cody forgot to mention, verified. Cody's verified on Twitter now. But I am Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Happy to be back to discuss the Houston Texans with you guys today. Want to let you guys know about Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning the league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sports News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy teams never fail. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast on all of your major podcasting platforms. So, guys, listen, we're having a discussion. What can we talk about? What can we talk about? And, of course, you guys know July 1st, still in that dead period before training camps really kicks off. And the conversations that we came up with was simple. How will the Texans get Davis Mills reps? Available free agents, Houston can keep their radar, keep on their radar when training camp starts. And how this, I'm not going to the game, it's all malarkey because the Houston Texans are projected to be the fifth richest team by 2025. So that's what we were going to discuss today. However, let's go ahead and get started with Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, John McClain came out and said that right now, Davis Mills is the third string quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is number one, which we already know. And Jeff Driscoll is at two. Now, Cody, I'm going to let you start off first. And I want the listeners to really think about this as well. Why in the hell would Jeff Driscoll be number two on the depth chart? Is it because he's actually played NFL games before? Is it because he's thrown an NFL touchdown? Uh, or, or is it because right now they still don't know what they have out of Davis Mills? And then I'm going to you know, add to that question. How will they get those two reps, meaningful reps, with the team? And more so, Davis Mills. Like, How is he going to get prepared for the imminent will he be the future of the quarterback question, the question mark around him. Eventually, he's going to have to play some football, and we don't want to see him thrown out to the wolves, and he's not had adequate time to get prepared and ready with this team. John, to answer your question, I think it all depends on what is the plan for Davis Mills. If David Cully, Nick Asirio, and the rest of the coaching staff and the rest of the Texans personnel, if they are planning to have Davis Mills get playing time for this upcoming season, then they definitely need to make sure he get those second unit reps with this organization when training camp begins, which, if I'm not mistaken, is on July 27th. But if the plan is to have him come into the NFL slowly, especially like we say here every single week here on Locked On Texans, especially knowing the lack of college experience that he has, then that is the reason why Jeff Driscoll is and should be the number two quarterback on this team. As of right now, it seems like when you take a look at the quarterback room, 
the depth chart sort of goes by the experience that each player has. Tyrod Taylor is the most experienced quarterback that the Houston Texans have as of right now. Of course, excluding Deshaun Watson, that is the only reason why he is the number one quarterback on this team. Um, the same thing can be said for Jeff. Jeff has been in the league for six years. And as of right now, it all depends. However, I do want to mention, since we're talking about what type of reps Jeff and Davis are going to be sharing when training camp gets started later this month, Doing voluntary OTAs, there was one week where I saw Davis Mills get third string reps. And then the following week, I saw Davis Mills get second string reps. I am interested to see how is that going to play out whenever training camp start. But, John, I am on record by saying if the plan for Davis Mills is to bring him in slowly, let him be that third string quarterback, I am 100% behind that plan. It doesn't make sense for him to get thrown to the wolves because, like I mentioned, if they rush him out there way too early, that can hinder his progression. And then that's going to put the Texans in a very terrible situation, especially whenever they decide to move on from Deshaun Watson. Here's the thing, though. I'm not asking or calling for him to get rushed. Right, which is why my second part of that question was, how can they get him reps? If I'm Houston, I'm prioritizing Mills over Driscoll to get him reps. We didn't draft Jeff Driscoll. And Jeff Driscoll, out of Florida, wherever else he came from, you know, he has time in this league, and we call Jeff Driscoll a journeyman. You know, he's happy to get a phone call and say, we need you on, a, on our roster quarterback to create some competition or wherever he's at in the league. He's happy about that. Mills was drafted in the third round when other players that were better fit to improve the team in other positions were available. Talked about Bobby Brown out of Texas A&M. Like, I've talked about other players that Houston could have taken at that third round. Was it 57 overall pick? But they didn't. I- but uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but once again, we kind of figured that there was going to select a quarterback regardless of who was at there at 67. And, and, and I'm and I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm not saying that they were wrong. I'm saying if that was your thinking the entire time, which it was because it comes out, Kelly Mom Pops called and said, hey, they wanted my son in the city of Houston. So you're going to do that anyway. Just so happened the Vikings did what they did, which was, I mean – Two years ago, you thought you were going to get Andre Dillard, and the Eagles pulled that trade. However, if that was your thinking the entire time, then there's no way you're going to have Mills third on your depth chart. And if you want to have him third on the depth chart, so be it. But you have to find a way as a coaching staff to get him reps where he's just not going through the most. He got to get better. Davis Mills needs to throw the ball to Brandon Cooks. He needs to throw the ball to Jordan Aikens. He needs, needs to throw the ball to Nico Collins. And, you know, Nico and him are rookies together, so they will get that connection, hopefully. But he needs to get involved with some of these veterans or second- and third-year players on this team. Tyrod, love him. But you know what Tyrod is? Been there, done that. He can come in immediately and and. and be a starter for a team because he has that NFL experience. He helped take the Buffalo Bills 
to a playoff game uh, the first time in nearly 20 years. Been there, done that also is Tyrod has experience waiting for that young guy behind him so he can open that door, usher him in on, on nicely. That's what I'm talking about. So for Houston, David Culley, this coaching staff, Nick Casario, uh, who is one of those GMs who's on the field, former quarterback, how can they get that rep? And my only thought process is throughout the course of, of a week, starting in training camp, at some point, Houston should, and I'm and I'm not sure how this would you know work or if this is taboo for the NFL, but they should have time where it's just Davis Mills and the number ones at practice. The number one, when I say number one, I mean who's the number one center? Take snaps from that guy. Who's the number one receiver? You're throwing the ball to him. Who's the number one running back? You're gonna hand off to him. Who's 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 a, who's a linebacker right now? Who's who's the Mike? Who's a, who's the Sam? Who's the Will? Where's the safety? Are they in the box or not in the box? Is it cover two? Is it cover three? What, what's going on right now? Davis Mills has to find that that time. And, and let me let me restate that. It's not Davis Mills has to find that time. The Texans got to make that time for Davis Mills. Because like I said, like you just said, you were already going with that quarterback. You already had that in mind. So don't draft him and then not prepare him adequately. And the fun thing about it is, fun, ironic, however, it's not like the Texans are actually in a position where they're going to win the title. Right now, the Texans have a 25-1 and chance to finish number one in the AFC South. You can take that. You can take those odds. And if you're crazy enough, and if you want to shake the table, take those odds. Play some money on those odds, possibly win you some money, big money as well. Do that at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The month is July. The NFL training camp is around the corner, which means we're going to get preseason, which means in a couple of months, in no time, the NFL season will be here. And it's time for you not to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D O N, promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Thank you guys for sticking around to the Locked On Texans podcast, coming back around to talk the Texans. Hey, Cody, I'm excited, man. July 1st, 2021. Training camp is in a few weeks. Now we're going to have the interesting conversations. Like we're having, we're having a difficult time. Not necessarily difficult, but we're pinching for discussions now. You know what I mean? It's an NFL dead period. I haven't really even seen much of NFL live, right? News, breaking news is happening very sparingly. But in a few weeks, right, about three weeks from now, we're going to start hearing things out of camp. We're going to, Cody, you're going to be at camp. That's going to be very exciting. And the exciting part about it is what camp is going to tell these teams is, okay, this guy really ain't going to work out. Okay, this guy ain't ready. Okay, this guy is a liability. Okay, this guy just ain't going to get it done. And what I like about that is because it's the nature of the business, not that I like it because somebody's going to get cut. I don't like that. I don't like people missing out on their money. But it's the nature of the business to look around, say, who can we get better? And for the Texans, 
they still, you know, there are players out there, free agents, that can do the Texas some good right now. And I think for Houston, there should be players on their radar that they should keep an eye on. And, Cody, you know, we may be on the same page on some positions and we may not, but, you know, for me, Houston still has an opportunity to get better at different phases for this team, right? Any team that wants to start with a rebuild, any team that wants to compete, you bring in the best available players if you can afford them. And, you know, there are players out there for Houston, Cody, and I want to hear your, your, your stance on it. There are players out there that can make Houston a better team that can improve this roster because I saw on pro football focus, they have Houston as the worst roster in the league right now. And so you take that for a grain of salt, however you may feel listeners. I'm not saying it. I've said it before, but in this instance, pro football focus, there are players out there free in the free agency pool that can make Houston a better team. John, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but I do not believe the Houston Texans should sign not another player because I understand it. I get it. And yes, there are players out there who can help the Texans for this upcoming season. But what's going to be the reason of bringing those players in? First and foremost, anybody that they bring to this roster, they sign prior to training camp, during training camp or after training camp. The only thing we're going to hear is how they're just adding to the competition. After an offseason where Nick Casario made, what, 90 roster changes, and in those 90 roster changes, I believe you brought in, what, 40 to 50 free agents? Why in the world do you need to add more competition to that? And by the way, that, that's just one aspect of it. Another aspect why, why I feel the Texans should not add to this roster, there are not too many guys out there who will want to join this organization not because they are in a rebuild not because of all the unfortunate stories that has surrounded this organization throughout the offseason but how many of these guys are in a situation where they need to be in a quote-unquote competition you take a look at richard sherman you take a look at stephen nelson you take a look at justin houston i literally just named three guys if the situation for the Texans were were, were different, i.e., let's say if this was the 2020 roster, all three of these guys can be a tremendous upgrade to the Texans on defense, especially Sherman and Nelson. But you're looking at three guys who they are looking for a chance to win a Super Bowl. They are looking for a chance to compete for the playoffs. They do not want to join a team <laughs> where there is a possibility even though even though i do not think it's going to happen there is still a realistic possibility that they can lose all 17 games why would they join this organization and when you take a look at some of the lesser known players who are still out there on the market they're not going to be that good to change the fortune of the texans in 2021 that's just my humble opinion but to answer your question john if there is one player on the market i do believe might be somewhat of an ideal fit it's shakeem griffin and i say that only because he is in a situation where he is still trying to prove his worth on the nfl level give him a one or two year prove it deal here in the city of houston and not only that he could be somewhat of upgrades for to the texans on the defensive side of the ball but there's not too many players who a will want to come here and b who why continue adding to the competition other than adding players who can actually be an upgrade to your roster
So if I'm hearing this correctly, you're saying that players are going to look at Houston like the ugly, the ugly sister that wants to go to prom. Well, I mean, just think about it. Even though I don't think this because, one, this is the team that I cover, and, two, I want to see this team succeed, the Texans might be the least interesting team for this upcoming season. What if Houston is like – what movie was that? Before, before my boy became uh, Captain America. Not another team movie with a girl Jenny in the. Uh, have you ever seen not another team movie with Jenny in the paint and mm-hmm. the, the overalls? And the bet was if you can make her to the hottest girl before prom. What if Houston becomes the hottest girl before prom? That's not gonna happen. I just told you guys the odds. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> but to your point, you know, Griffin is a guy you can bring in that can make Houston more competitive. And I liked what you said. Guys at the top of the, of the free agency pool, like. A Richard Sherman, uh, those type of players, they're not coming here to compete. I'm a Super Bowl champ. I'm I'm one of the greatest defensive players in the last decade. I don't have time for that. I will say this. I do like Kawan Short. I'm still not sold completely on the defensive front for this team. Still not sold on the interior, specifically that one to three technique. I believe Charles Omenehu should be a defensive end. I think if you want to put him at the three technique, you don't do it more times than not. He should be rushing mainly from the outside. That leads what leads us with Malik Collins, Ross Blacklock, uh, and a couple other guys. But Kawan Short, you know, had a very bad injury last year, 32 years of age. I get that. I'm taking all of that into consideration. And then in 2019, he was also placed on injury reserve in October for a partially torn rotator cuff. So on October 1st of 19 and October 15 of 2020, placed on injury reserve. But I still think he can really help this dynamic of the defensive front. Several years in the NFL, an eight-year career so far, 32 and a half sacks. His best year, he saw 11 sacks. After that, seven and a half. After that, six sacks. Uh, he also can cause some fumble. I think he's very athletic, and I think he can do some things for Houston that can give them a change of pace. That's why. Other than that, you know, there, there are a lot of players out there that Houston can consider, but I think price-wise, things will get difficult. Houston does not want to sink too much money into a player that they really can't afford or that they're going to bring around strictly for competition. But to your point, Cody, which makes more sense than it all, how many of these guys want to do a, the following? Play for a rookie GM, play for a rookie head coach, play for a coaching staff that has a lot of new faces, play for a team that doesn't have Deshaun Watson anymore, so that immediately takes the value of what the team can do on the field down, play for a team that doesn't know whether or not this third-round quarterback is going to pan out, and, and by the way, I'm going to get here, and are you expecting me to come in and compete with some of the guys that you have on the roster? It's not going to happen. But in the same breath, we're talking about our feelings, our opinions. Houston, throughout the start of training camp, preseason, this season, guys are going to go down. And we say this all the time, the next man up, the next man up, be ready, be ready. That doesn't happen as often as we like it to happen in the favor of the team. It is what it is. 
So they're still going to have to look and see who's available, who's out there right now and say, okay, this guy can do what we like schematically. Let's let's at least keep him on our radar. Kawan Short is one of those guys for me. Listeners, I told you yesterday I want to tell you again because I truly believe in the Built Bar product. Nine delicious flavors, okay? And then you also get the occasional limited time flavors. There's something for everyone. You take your pick. Double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, raspberry if you're a fruit guy. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, go ahead and get you a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. The best part about it, Bill Bar flavors are the best tasting and they're healthy as well. 17 grams protein, check that off the list. 130 calories, check that off the list. Four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs, check those off the list. And right now, Here's our offer to you. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at billboard.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you with the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And before we close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John and I wanted to discuss the possibility of the Houston Texans being the fifth richest team by 2025, according to bookies.com. And I'm not going to say this is an impossible feat for this organization to accomplish, but first and foremost, in order for this to happen, they cannot have another terrible offseason like the one that they had this year. And I'm not talking about the fact that you brought in a new general manager, a rookie head coach, and all of the plethora of new players that you brought in. No, I'm talking about all the off-field news that dominated this organization from the Jack Easterby, the, what, three, four Sports Illustrated articles, and of course, the Deshaun Watson nonsense that is still ongoing as of July 1st, 2021. Yes, at one time that did look like a realistic possibility, but I don't see how this organization, and I hate to say this, but I really don't see how this organization is going to continue to have the support of its fan base because ever since this organization got started in 2002, they have always been amongst the highest attendance. They always had some of the most highest attendance in the league. That doesn't matter if they was going 11 and 15 or 12 and four, or if they was going two and 14 fans love this team. They, 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 they love the Texans. However, you have a bunch of fans who are saying they are not going to show off to the games. And not only that, you also have a bunch of fans who are saying they're not going to watch on television as well. Fifth richest by 2025. I see it, man. I see it. How? I because, John, there is a possibility. I'm not going to go as far and say that the Texans are going to be the lowest attendance team in the NFL for 2021. I don't because see that Because the Detroit happening. Lions still exist. Well, the, that that is also true, to be honest with you. I couldn't tell the difference between the, the, the pandemic fans and the fans prior to the pandemic. But, <laughs> but even with all that being said, this team is going to take a financial hit for this upcoming year because there are just too many fans who are frustrated. And like I mentioned, I do not see the possibility of the Texans coming out on the positive side when it comes to the TV revenue share. Houston is one of the largest growing cities in America, rapidly growing, right? I mean, 
for people who have been born in Houston or spend majority of their life in Houston, it's to the point where we're irritated. With that being said, the amount of influx of people Houston is getting, they're going to have families. And we're in America. And America loves to go to sporting events. Like, outside of the Astros, people really hate the Astros. But people will casually go to a Texan game. I, I'm friends with people who just, yeah, man, my my father's dad gave us tickets for the next three games because whatever. So p- people wanting to go to the Texas game, maybe excluding this year, but I mean, they're going to be open at a hundred percent capacity. And that stadium holds what, like 70,000 people. The city of Houston is the fourth largest city in the country. I'm pretty sure 70,000 people want to go to the games, whether it's from the inner city or surrounding areas like Humble, Pasadena, uh, Katy, like people want to go to watch football because no matter what it does, no matter how you feel, it's a means to get away from what you're dealing with at that time. So, you know, in four years, do I think the Texans can crack top five? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Because in four years, people are still going to be moving here. In four years, this place is going to become overcapacitated. Oh, in four years, more than 70,000 people will want to go to that game, game in and game out. And the Texans brand, the Texans logo is taking the hit because of Deshaun Watson. But other than that, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. So either you're going to a Dallas Cowboy game or you're coming to a Houston Texan game. I'm John some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. Just having a great conversation just to end off the show. I think the Texans are still going to make money this year and the following years after everything is done right by the fans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.